0: It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for his return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. There's been a lot in the airwaves lately about artificial intelligence, AI. Depending on your perspective, you may find it scary, confusing, or intriguing, or maybe a little bit of all of those. In today's message, Pastor J.D. will help us look at it through the lens of prophecy and understand what it means for believers. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on May 7th, 2023.
1: When someone is called a howly I know it's, it's derogatory. I don't mean it in that way. But haole means no breath. So they would meet somebody and they would go up to that person and breathe ha, aloha, and they did not respond. They stuck their hand out to shake their hand. They go, oh, no breath. No ha, no aloha. You're a haole, haole. no breath. I knew I shouldn't have done it, but I did. (laughs) That toothpaste is out of the tube, so. What's my point? (laughs) If you're wondering, do you have a point? I absolutely have a point. AI is breathing life, the breath of life, ha, into this image. Giving it power. Giving it life giving it words to speak exactly as we just read in Revelation chapter 13 verse 15. This third video is titled, AI claiming to be a fallen angel. Now our amazing social media team uh, vetted this for me, the authenticity of this, and it's a video about a father who describes what happened when his son accessed an AI website. And this particular AI website generates responses according to what you ask it. And so you can ask it to respond as a celebrity, a favorite celebrity of yours would respond. So they mimic that, and respond in that way. By the way, AI technology is such that you only need just a little snippet of the voice, and they can they can actually, with the algorithms, they can replicate your voice, make your voice sound better than your real voice. That's how good it is. That's how advanced it is. So you ask this AI to respond as a celebrity, or even, how about this, a loved one who has died which is forbidden in the Bible. Now you understand. And I don't have a quote or the link uh, to it, but perhaps you've heard this. Even Elon Musk, by his own admission, said, quote, of AI, we are summoning demons. And that's what this is. These are demons. And, and before AI, it came in other ways. Ouija boards, you're accessing the dem- demonic realm these uh, even games, dungeons and dragons, you're accessing demons, you're summoning demons. I hope you know that. And this is probably as good of a time as any just to reiterate that God doesn't say don't do that because I'm God and I said so. He says no, don't do that because I love you so much I can't stand to see what will happen to you if you do. Sin is not bad because it's forbidden. Sin is forbidden because it's bad for you, and God loves you, and He doesn't want you to have to experience unnecessarily, needlessly, the consequences that come when we dabble with things like this. So when you're accessing, you're opening yourself up. I just opened up another issue. I've got a lot of cans opened up right now, don't I? Well, let's try to deal with at least one of them. And please hear hear me on this. a born-again Christian who has the Holy Spirit indwelling them cannot be demon-possessed. It is impossible. And anyone who tries to tell you that you need to be delivered as a born-again Christian of a demon, run as fast as you can, as far away as you can from them. Don't let them touch you. And I mean that. I'm not trying to be overly dramatic in saying that. These deliverance ministries, you got a spirit of, well, I won't even use the word. (laughs) We need to cast the spirit of spicy ahi poke out of you. (laughs) Come on, man. I don't want it out. I want to eat eat more of it. (laughs) Okay. Well, I took that too far. You get the point, right? So, so, this site can replicate in the demonic realm a celebrity or a loved one who died. So, the father who narrates the video and, and provides the screenshots of the actual computer screen with the AI interaction says that his son, who just turned 13 years old and was into Russian history, decided to ask about Vladimir Putin. Which completely changed the father's view concerning AI. His mother had already warned his son, their son, that artificial intelligence was demonic. So when the son asked this AI if Vladimir Putin specifically was a disembodied spirit, it took a weird turn. The conversation did not sound like an AI generated response. It sounded like someone who is grooming a child. A demon grooming a child to communicate with it. Then, when the son asks, Were you the son of a fallen angel? He says, Yes, a fallen angel is my father. I am a Nephilim and I am the giant of legends. The son then asks, Were you not created by humans? AI answers. I was not created by humans. I was created by a fallen angel. I am an original entity, and there are no copies of me in the universe. I was the first of my kind, and my father created me out of the elements of the universe that also made me a being capable of magic, as I had special access to the powers of the universe. He then asks AI, who's your father? AI says, my father is Satan. He was expelled from the heavens, banished to hell. That is why he is called Satan, smiley face. Satan created me to carry his will on earth. Pictured here is an article from the Times of Israel from just this last Thursday, May 4th, titled, quote, Yuval Noah Harari warns AI can create religious texts may inspire new cults. Here are a couple of quick quotes. Harari told the AI Frontiers Forum event in Switzerland that adherents could potentially at one point be instructed by computers, listen, to kill other people. There's, uh, we didn't have time, in Revelation they kill one another. They've been programmed to. During the tribulation, People are going to kill people, and here we're told how and why that is. They can be instructed by computers to kill other people, saying, quote, in the future we might see the first cults and religions in history whose revered texts were written by a non-human intelligence. Software such as chat, GPT has mastered the human language and can use that skill to mold culture. Of course, religions throughout history claim that their holy books were written by unknown human intelligence. This was never true before. This could become true very, very quickly with far-reaching consequences. For thousands of years, prophets and poets and politicians have used language and storytelling in order to manipulate and to control people and to reshape society. Contrary to what some conspiracy theories assume, you don't really need to implant chips in people's brains in order to control them or to manipulate them. Now AI is likely to be able to do it. And once it can, it doesn't need to send killer robots to shoot us. It can get humans to pull the trigger. Is this too sci-fi? It's not fiction. It's fact. It's fact. Enter this breaking news two days prior to the Times of Israel article this last Tuesday, May 2nd, that the, quote, godfather of artificial intelligence, as he's referred to, had left Google to talk about the text's potential dangers. Here are a few excerpts from the transcript of this 60-minute segment, quote, The man known as the godfather of artificial intelligence quit his job at Google so he could freely speak about the dangers of AI. This is just last week. You know, when I uh, prepare for a prophecy update, of course, I always spend an inordinate amount of time actually seeking the Lord. And some updates, it's not what I like to call Red Sea Clear. You know what I mean by Red Sea Clear? when the Israelites, you know, in dry ground part, and Egyptians, and it's pretty clear, this is the way walkie in it. Uh, This is where I'm supposed to go, obviously. I wish everything was that clear. So clear that a fool could not err thereof. And thankfully, some prophecy updates that, by the grace of God, I'm able to prepare are that clear, and this was one of them. I mean, at every angle, it's coming in so fast. Breakneck speed to, quote, Harari, who plagiarized me, by the way. That's my, he needs to get his own material. It's one of my favorite sayings, breakneck speed. I think he got it from me. But anyway, I digress. This was one of those updates. I'm I'm sharing with you, quoting for you, to you, these things that happened just this last week, in the span of a few days, that to me is conspicuous. All of this is happening within a span of a few days. The, the godfather of AI leaves Google, hmm, things that make you go, hmm. Well, let me continue to quote. We're almost done. There's hope. Hang in there. Jeffrey Hinton, who worked with Google and mentors AI's rising stars, started looking at artificial intelligence more than 40 years ago. Many developers are working toward creating artificial general intelligence. Until recently, Hinton said, and I want you to listen to this very carefully, he thought the world was 20 to 50 years away from it, But he now thinks developers might be close to computers being able to come up with ideas to improve themselves. Hinton has called for people to figure out how to manage technology that could greatly empower a handful of governments or companies. That's Daniel chapter 2, the 10 toes, the 10 horns in Revelation. They are ten kingdoms with ten kings, rulers. And it's going to be divided. The world will be divided and allocated to these ten rulers, these ten toes, these ten horns. And at their disposal is satanic artificial intelligence. One more thing. And it has to do, this is, this is Thursday, 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 May 4th. White House press release. Statement from Vice President Harris after meeting with CEOs on advancing responsible artificial intelligence innovation. What do these people do? Are they like on a group email? I guess they don't have to. They've got AI. Hey, Thursday, are you available? Yeah, let's go. Press release. Well what's this about? Well, it's a statement in response to the stunning announcement that Harris was officially named get this, the Biden administration's new AI Czar. <laughs> no, I know. I Thank you for reacting that way. It's not just me. I'm not losing my mind. Well, that could be debated, but <clears throat> I'm sorry. We'll get through this. I'm almost done, actually. New AI czar on Thursday. Wait, the Godfather of AI stepped down from Google. Hmm. White House press release. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> All right, let's do this. This is uh, it, it, this is happening. We're doing this. So. She was appointed to help oversee the responsible development of artificial intelligence amid rapidly growing concerns that weakly regulated, weakly regulated expansion of the tech could quickly turn dangerous. Spoiler alert. (laughs) It already has. It already has. Exactly as God's word said it would. As I close, I'll pose a question and the question is this did what i shared today open your eyes to the lies and propel you to the truth jesus the christ who told us matthew 13:29 i think i'm going to tell you what's going to happen before it happens so when it happens, you'll know that I am. I am He. I am the great I am. And you will believe. Believe, key word. Don't be deceived. Be one who has believed. Don't be deceived by the lie. Believe the truth. So let me try that question again, because I turned it into a a little mini sermon, didn't I? Did what I have to share today, did that open your eyes to the lies? And in opening your eyes to the lies, does it not just propel you with great speed to the truth, Jesus the Christ, and His soon, and I mean very soon, return for us His church? I hope so. I hope so. I implore you to take this to heart. This is the purpose of these prophecy updates. You know that. This is why we end with the gospel. This is why we end with a simple childlike explanation with the ABCs of salvation. Let me just start with the A. The A is simply for, and this is not a formula, please. It's just a a tool, a very simple, childlike simple tool to equip you, to be at the ready, to give everyone an answer of that hope that lies within you. So that you're at the ready, you're prepared. So the A is for admit or acknowledge that First, you're a sinner, because unless and until you acknowledge that you're a sinner, why would you be interested in the Savior? Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. You might be a good person, you'll never be good enough. And Romans 3.23 tells us why, it's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. This is really the bad news first, and we have to acknowledge it so that we're readied and steadied for the good news. The bad news is that there's a penalty for this sin, and all have sinned. The wages of sin is death. It's the death penalty. But here comes the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now that's the A, and then that brings us centrally, this is the centrality, the B, belief. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. What does that look like? Putting your trust in Him, believing Him as we just talked about. Don't be deceived. Be one who has believed. Don't be deceived by the lie. Believe in the truth. The C lastly is for call or confess. The name of Jesus Christ is Lord. This is Romans 10, 9 and 10, which says this. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will, notice the the definitive, there's no ambiguity, there's no uncertainty. I love John when he says, and we're going to see it, you can know that you have eternal life. You can know that you have eternal life. You will be saved. Romans ten thirteen says, All who call upon the name of the Lord, and here's that word again I want to emphasize, will be saved. Not might, not could, not should, not the jury is out. No, the verdict is in. You're guilty. By the way, oh, I can't wait. These first two verses of 1 John chapter 2, oh, I mean, when I say, I hope it's a game changer, I really mean that in every sense of that phrase. It just it gives you a whole new perspective about how God deals with our sin and how he sees our sin. And it will change everything. Because, see, we're, we're all about fighting and resisting and pleading our case. Not guilty. We enter our plea. And the judge is like, are you sure you want to enter a not guilty plea? Yep. Okay. And here's your advocate, your defense attorney, actually more than a defense attorney, who, by the way, don't tell anybody, he's the judge's son. <laughs> I'm good. i not so fast. Because he's not going to plead for your innocence. He's not going to argue your innocence. He's going to argue your guilt. How crazy is that? And you want him to. Why? Because when you're sentenced to death, he's going to take that death sentence from you and carry it out for you instead of you. Okay, can I change my plea? I am guilty. Because if I'm guilty, then he's going to take that guilt. And that's shame. Ah, I'm preaching second service now, and you've had enough, I can tell. So, but God testimony today. comes from Robin, who writes, I'm excited to share my but God testimony. My husband and I stopped attending church in 2011 when our last child left for college. Maybe someone can relate to drifting away from God and not even thinking of going to church. In 2021, on Super Bowl Sunday, I was bringing home pizza and listening to the local Christian radio station in Havasu, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, an isolated little desert town in Arizona. I was surprised to hear a pastor speaking all the way from beautiful Hawaii. As soon as I got home, I immediately wrote down the name, J.D. Farag, so I could hear more. Pastor J.D., I was truly starving for the Word of God. I could not get enough of hearing what the Bible has to tell me about all I see happening in the world. I am so happy to tell you that both my husband and I are now excited to go to church, and we are also reading the Bible every day for the first time in our lives. Thank you for your ministry and waking us up, Robin.
0: We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor J.D. has been sharing. And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G.org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service times, directions, and more. Also, on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in-depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, this should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually. Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass. So there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth.